0: that's, that's, you know, Oregon is really a great homegrown story of remarkable enterprise. You know, I think everybody's feeling the stress of meeting the need. I went to University of Oregon um, for political science. And what do you do with a political science degree? You start a business? There you go. So here we are. There you go. Hi this is Dr. Bud Pierce and welcome to Oregon Crossroads. Today is 9-11 and today we're going to be talking about the great Oregon fires. We have fires burning in our central core in the Cascades up and down the Cascades and on the Oregon coast and we need to talk about that because we have some million acres of Oregon forests that are burning and we have 500,000 Oregonians displaced and we must be able to do better than this. What can we do to mitigate this so that in the future, when we have fires, we'll have fires. We can't get away from fires, but they won't be so disastrous. What steps can we take? Now, of course, this is 9-11, and we need to thank our first responders. We need to thank the policemen, the fire department, uh, people who work for fire, people who are paramedics, all those people who selflessly went out into the community, got people out of their homes, comforted them, and got them to safety, and we can't say enough about our first responders. It makes us think about 9-11. You know, if you study what happened at 9-11 when the towers were going down and the towers were on fire and the police come up and the and the firemen and women come up and the paramedics come up and they look at that smoking buildings in New York and they say, what do we do? There are people trapped in there. Well, what most of them did was they said a quick prayer. They gathered and they said, let's go get them out. And many of them knew that by going into those towers, they were going to die. And many of them did die. But again, it's a kind of, spirit of our first responders who who really look out to take care of us and to provide us with as much safety as possible. And again, remember, the first responders are primarily government employees. I think there's a misunderstanding about government employees and politicians and political employees. Our government employees, we have 3.6 million federal employees, 350,000 Oregonian state employees. Most of these are day-to-day workers in the trenches of life doing the right thing to serve our state, our country, and the people of Oregon. And they're great at what they do, they're well-educated and they're well-trained. What many people think about government are elected political leaders and the political appointees, many of them who supported the elected leaders who are put in charge of government agencies and administration. And unfortunately, I have to say honestly that a lot of those people are on the wrong track. They seem to have the wrong focus on what needs to be done in terms of helping our society advance, making our people safe and prosperous. So when you think about government, don't think about noisy politicians. Don't think about political appointees who got the appointment because they gave a lot of money or whatever, they have connections with the elected leader. Think about the selfless government workers who are there every day doing all they can to improve our state, our nation, and our situation. Let's talk about the fires. In 2016, when I ran for governor, this was a hot issue. It's always a hot issue, bad word to use at this time. But what do we do to make our forests safer? A lot of the land that is burning right now is actually federal forest land, federal. The federal government owns around 60% of Oregon's landmass. And that's unique. Again, west of the Mississippi, federal government owns a lot. East of the Mississippi, not so much. So what's really important to know about the forest is nature has a way to deal with controlling fires in the forest. And what nature generally does, and if you remember your biology or environmental sciences, is fires commonly burn, small fires, constant. They'll start with lightning strikes. They'll burn until the until the rains come. And what that, that cleansing action of the fires is to take care of the underbrush, to um, get rid of the old trees and the and some of the trees that are too young to make it, and to prepare for new life to come forward. So nature has a way of using fire it's almost like a cleansing or pre- preparing crucible for, for the health of the forest. And when we go in there and we want to live in that area or we want to live adjacent to that area, we don't like fires. We don't like them at all because they're destructive to what we, we don't like the way it looks after it burns. We don't like what it does to human property. So we're apt to suppress, suppress, suppress. And so what ends up happening is you end up with lots of fuel building up and no small fires going through and nature not being able to work. And you end up then with lots of fuel being present when a fire comes, and it can be incredibly, incredibly damaging, and you get very hot fires and very destructive fires. So a lot of people believe that what you need to do is try to mimic that. You need to try to mimic what nature does, and that could be done by thinning the brush or or clearing the brush. It can be done by selective timber harvest, Um, and so those are kind of the mechanisms that people think about, and when you look at managed forests next to completely left alone forests except for fire suppression, a lot of times the managed forests look healthier. Now we're restricted in many ways in Oregon from doing anything with federal land and there, there's a lot of barriers. So I think everyone is going is coming around the concept now that we have to appropriately manage our forests. We have to allow or replicate what nature does in the forest and we have to and we just have to accept that. But we also probably need to provide buffers between the forest and large population centers. You know, the city of Paradise in California was destroyed by fire and they're rebuilding. They have a whole Greenland around their newly formed city. So again, very interesting. I'm not saying we can form a Greenland or a protective buffer around every, every human population center, but certainly the large ones, we have to be able to do that. So again, lots more management, lots more cooperation, federal government allowing us to work with state government and the private landowners and the people. And, and, and really, when you think about it, the, the individuals deciding what should be done should usually be the people closest to the land. When you're making a decision about Oregon Forest in Washington, D.C., you're apt to make the wrong decision. When you make the decision in Salem, you're apt to make a, the wrong decision. When you make it the county and city and in the trenches of living in the environment, you're much more apt to get the right decision. And that's where we have to go. Local control. Local decision-making, supported by great science, supported by resources, but that's where we really have to go. And we need to have it so that when these fires occur, they're not nearly so destructive, and we can do that. Now let me talk, the second point I want to make today is about our response to this disaster. Now we all have the knowledge that Cascadia is coming, the great earthquake is coming at some point to Oregon, and that's going to be devastating. I mean, it's just going to be, we don't know if it's going to be in two minutes from now, 20 years from now, or 200 years from now, or 2000 years from now, but we have begun preparation. There's been lots of time and resources and preparation put into place for Cascadia, which will be a natural disaster. I'm very troubled by looking at the response that we have had to the fire disaster. Because if you think about it, Cascadia is a planning or a program set up so that when buildings are flattened, people are trapped, injuries occur, uh, buildings are destroyed, bridges are down, hospitals are, are damaged, that we have identifiable rallying points for people to go to. There are resources at those, at those points, and there's a structure in place, generally led by government and our nonprofits and individual citizens that participate in helping the victims of the disaster. And we're preparing for cascading with time and money and planning. Now, what we have in this situation is a fire disaster where people on the outskirts of the city, let's say I talk about Salem, are streaming into the city and they're going to the fairground and Volcano Stadium and other places to receive shelter and food and whatever medical care they need and information about their property. And it looks like, it looks like from all, all information, and I'm the local head of the uh, United, or United Where, I'm chairman of the board, that there is no structure in place to help people when they arrive at these rallying points. So when you have a small when you have a disaster that's not catastrophic this isn't small that's the wrong word to use when you have a significant disaster but your structures and your your systems are not damaged as cascadia will damage them it seems like you should be able to activate a plan to help people and and that plan should include structure of government and nonprofits and resources and information to the people that are victims didn't see any of that happening didn't see any of that happening so far with this disaster, and when you have a disaster, speed is of the of the essence. So again, our government officials who are primarily involved in creating this structure are going to need to do a better job, are going to need to do a better job. And I think the 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 greatest weakness we have right now in our relationship with government and the people is allowing much more local control, people control, people decision making, people, accountability, but they have authority. You have to let the people have accountability and authority. And when you do that, you get a better result. You get a much better result when the people who are affected by the event are the ones who are deciding what to do about the event and are accountable for the event, with the overlay of government providing structure and support. So for those of you who are involved in planning for Cascadia, look at this event. How did the response to this event fail in our ability to marshal resources and structure to help the victims of the fires. And how can we do better in the future? How can we really do better in the future? So right now, Oregonians are pulling together as we always do. We're going to get through these fires. The weather seems to be cooling down. The rains may be coming. We're going to recover from this as we always do, but we need to use these events to teach us about what we need to do differently going forward. So we don't repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again. So, have a great day. Celebrate our first responders. Celebrate America. Thank you very much.